What is up, everybody? Welcome to the newest episode of the First Five Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Pennell, here at Element Health and Wellness in Uptown Dallas. Today, we've got a great show for you, a new guest. Her name is Maham. She is the owner, CEO of Texapreneur, and she actually just started a new role, so I'll let her chat about a couple of those things. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It seems like it's been a long time coming. We've been talking about a little while, haven't we? I know. We met virtually, and now we're here meeting in person finally. Was it during COVID that we very first started chatting? Yeah, it was during COVID. I I believe I reached out. I, I saw your page. And um, I loved your content. I thought it was really cool how you um, took the field that you're in and created it into a point where you could, you know, use your Instagram platform and other very social media platforms to really grow your business. So I appreciate that. And at the time, I think it was uh, I was kind of all over the place. That was prime, Mm -hmm. you know, Element Health and Wellness, the first five, Dr. Pennell five. So it was cool, you know, for uh, for the audience, especially new chiropractors, if you guys see somebody out in the in the world in the universe doing well and you like what they are putting out you know reach out to them i was glad that maham reached out i didn't know much about the page or what texapreneur was but as i dove more into it you know we, we started connecting a little bit deeper so you know i appreciated that and then here we are now as as it comes full circle back it's been almost a year i it's guess it's been right? almost a year yeah crazy well so talk to me about texapreneur why mm-hmm. did you start it what is the heart and soul of that company Yeah, well, thank you for asking me. So Texapreneur, just like everyone else, when COVID first started, I was stuck in my room and I really wanted to do something where I could help um, the people struggling at the moment, whether it be business owners, whether it be people who, you know, were losing family members. I told myself that I want to do something that I could potentially um, help these individuals. And I did really see the um, impact that COVID had on business owners and supporting local has always been a passion of mine. I, I love coffee shops. I love Starbucks. However, I'd much rather, you know, go to a local coffee shop and support them and um, whether it's a a friend starting a business. And so I felt like there was no platform um, online that really sheds light on entrepreneurs in a very personal way. Um, You know, not so much in a corporate structure, but very personal where you, you feel like you can connect with them. And so I sat to myself and I thought, you know, what can I do to really help these people? And so I thought, uh, creating a social media platform would be the best way. And um, I decided to come up with a unique name that I felt like could be fitting at the time to not just Houston from where I live, but Austin and San Antonio and Dallas um, with business owners all around Texas. So that's where Texapreneur was born, um, the combination of the words Texas and entrepreneur. And yeah, since then, I've really been able to connect with entrepreneurs like you and many others in different fields and really give them that um, awareness of their business, their entrepreneurial journey, and kind of help them shed light on their story when you don't really get to be kind of the forefront um, once in a while for your business. So it was really nice to have started that. And, you know, it's been a really rewarding process since. I love it. Well, and, and what better way to bring people together, their business and Texas. Mm-hmm. Like down here, people are proud of the state. It's yeah. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know, when we when we moved down to Texas from Missouri, you know what? We loved Illinois, really loved St. Louis. And then you come down to Texas where, I mean, you drive down the interstate, you see the big Texas mm-hmm. flags, the U.S. flags. It's, it's pretty awesome to see. So, you know, as we're looking at your page even and just seeing some of the different people you've come across, like it looked like you had uh, – 
Cowboys player. You had, um, you know, all kinds of different businesses. And then I saw uh, Connor Saley. Is that how you yes, say his name? Yes, Connor Saley. Yeah, so Connor was actually in, um, like, Fresh Faces Modern mm-hmm. Luxury with us here in, in Dallas. We chatted for a little while. Uh, seems like a great guy. Yeah, no, he's great. So I'm a huge fan of the show Bachelor. And so is that what it's from? I couldn't remember. Yes, yeah, so Connor okay. and gotcha. um, yeah, a few yeah. other uh, techpreneurs that I featured are from the show Bachelor oh, on cool. ABC. And so I'm a huge fan of them. And some of them, you know, they're they live in Texas. And so and they also have businesses. And so when I started growing my platform, I wanted to do something that could potentially maybe help it grow. And also, it'd be a really cool way to connect um, with these Bachelor contestants. And again, they're all normal people. They just happen sure. to be on a reality show. So I messaged Connor um, out of the blue, um, you know, not thinking he'd see it. I messaged him. I asked him if he would like to be on the platform and shed light on Sale Wellness. He owns a vitamin company. And he messaged Mac and he said, I would love to. And that's when I thought I was like, you know, instead of giving him that normal standard feature, which I do, which is um, which I love, you know, because it's, it's straight to the point. You get to learn about the tech entrepreneur in a simple Instagram post. I said, you know, maybe instead I'll ask him if he wants to Zoom and post that interview on my page. And that's where my first interview started. And so, okay. yeah, awesome. and since then I've spoken to a few Bachelor contestants and a couple of other people since then. So it's been exciting. Yeah, and you know what? Talking Zoom, it's amazing how Zoom has started to, I guess during COVID really, people started utilizing a little bit more. Right. And it's actually a pretty good platform to do interviews and things. I still think being, you know, in person, mm-hmm. there's just something different about it. But you know, Zoom can work really well. I'm sure you've seen it a lot now when it comes to business side. Oh, too. definitely. I think Zoom is the one of the best tools. And it's crazy how much, you know, they tripled in sales after COVID. It's incredible. Um, they they were, I remember uh, so many entrepreneurs were, investors, I'm sorry, were offered Zoom at the time years ago. And no one really believed in the concept. And now, you know, he's killing it. But no, it's been amazing because I really like in-person interactions just like this. I was so looking yeah. forward to meeting you. But, you know, prior to that, um, with COVID, the only way really to connect with people is, you know, through the internet or Um, And then Zoom is also a little bit more personal. And so it was a really nice way for me to connect with the business owners that I've encountered through Techsapreneur, whether it be, you know, learning about their business or just, you know, whether it's their personal lives. So now Zoom has been really interesting. And so social media, I Mm -hmm. think 19, we reach out to a lot of people in the local Dallas area that we didn't know via uh, Instagram. And then, you know, as you get into 2020 and you really don't have any way to meet in person. Mm -hmm. It's a great way to grow and expand and, and find people with with uh, common interest or mutual interest. You know, for you, you were talking that you've reached out to some of these different people. That was how we connected as well. Mm-hmm. For those for those newer business owners that are, are listening to this or that are going to listen to this, you know, how do you suggest starting a, a cold, essentially third party connection online and doing it successfully? Yeah, I know that's such a great question. So I think people sometimes the the hardest part is just reaching out and once you do that you can you realize it's really organic to build um, a relationship with someone whether it's engaging in their posts whether it's you know responding to um, an accomplishment of theirs or whether it's seeing something happen in their personal life and um, letting them know like hey you look great or um, hey how how are, how are you doing and so I think for me personally it was really just about outreach uh, whether they had a big following whether it was a small following uh, whether it's in a, a person in a field that I had nothing no knowledge about um, it's really just that outreach in the beginning and so business owners who are looking to kind of make that organic connection with people um, even if it's not in the same field I would just say go for it um, a lot of people aren't really tech savvy and so maybe um, organically on the internet's not the 
uh, first thing they think about but a lot of people have their emails attached and so you can sure. straight up email yeah. them and you're you know you're behind a screen and um, you know, they say keyboard, keyboard warriors, you can really be one and build a really great connection with someone in a more professional way. Great and, point. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I'm sure you've had a bunch of people reach out to you. Definitely people reach out to us, whether it, it could be patient wise, a lot of it is, you know, wanting product promotion or different things like that. The one piece of advice I would give if you are going to reach out to someone else is make it personal. Mm-hmm. Use their name. Show that you actually care or are interested in what that person offers. If you give a blanket statement, which you'll see, and as you know, a lot of people will do that. They'll reach out to you online, maybe wanting a review or who knows what. But it's always this, you know, very cold blanket statement, and it, it doesn't even make you want to interact. So if you are going to put the effort in to go reach out to people, do it in a way that would make them feel uh, interested and, and excited totally to, to have that conversation. Yeah. So you, let's see, so we started Techpreneur and we're growing through that process now. You know, where do you see Techpreneur going or, or what is your vision for that company? Yeah, so for me, um, what, what a lot of people don't actually know was that in the first kind of month of starting Techpreneur, I had really no plan to monetize it. It was, it was all for free. And so I would um, really just reach out to business owners in the hopes to really just shed light on them. And I think I had around 100 followers. I'm not sure if I've told the story, um, but I had around 100 followers, which is obviously not a lot. But at that time, it was not about the following, but more so the response I was getting. And someone reached out to me um, and she asked me what my fees were, how much you know I'm charging for one of these posts. And I was like, you know, I can really potentially monetize this and also uh, build this passion that I really have for supporting local. Yeah. So I came up with a magic number. And from that, I was like, let's make this into a business. Let's not just do it once in a while, you know, in a week yeah. of just reaching out to people. Let's let's try to not even just monetize it, but build the platform. And so that's when um, outreach came. That's when, again, I would love to do in-person events, but with COVID that didn't happen. But that's when I really started doing workshops and connecting with entrepreneurs and um, letting them know that, hey, if you need help with anything, I'm here. I'm a call away. There's, you know, there's no fee in that. Just I'm literally just wanting to help you out and um, hear about your business and hopefully connect you to other people that you could benefit from. I think the best part about um, Techpreneur for me is when someone tells me that they just go on my page and then they get to find a new business owner and um, whether it's something that they're trying to maybe like buy product for them or just connect with them on social media, it's the most rewarding um, thing. And so, yeah, I think uh, future wise, I really just hope to grow it in a um, organic way where I can grow the platform, but also make sure that people are getting what I initially wanted was to really connect m- multiple techpreneurs together and build this community of people. I love it. Thank and, you. you know, monetizing posting online is kind of, I think it's really interesting. And I'm sure that there's probably a lot of audiences like, oh, okay, you know, another influencer type thing. And that's really, I tell you what, if you are actually putting in effort to put together posts and content and potentially videos, Mm -hmm. it takes a lot of time. And you really should be paid for your worth in regards to that side of Mm -hmm. it because, I mean, it it really does start to eat up that extra time that you maybe have to rest or your work time, whatever that is. Totally. Do you feel like it was a little bit of a struggle to balance some of that out when you were first going, maybe even now? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you mentioned influencers and I honestly have so much more of a respect for them. I've had friends who've, you know, they've been blogging for years now and 
you know, it's not just taking pictures. It's not just getting dolled up. It's not just, you know, creating an Instagram post. There's so much that goes behind it. And now that I have my own platform aside from my personal page, I realize that there is, as you know, as well. And it takes so much time and energy and making sure you have good content and also engaging with people as well. And so for sure, I think that's a daily struggle for me because a techpreneur is kind of my side passion. I call it my six to nine, even though I do it all yeah, day. But sure. I... I really have to set time aside when in that time I'd, I'd much rather rest or, you know, work out or take a nap or watch yeah, something, you know, do something course. that's more yep, leisure. Yep. However, um, with this specifically, since I do enjoy the outcome of it being so rewarding, it keeps me going, which which I love. It's fun to connect people. and It's, it's fun yeah. to, I don't know, to learn. And, and when you when you have these conversations, I know you and I have talked social media a couple times because uh, even for myself, you know, I mentioned earlier in this show that we were doing, you know, element page, doing the first five page, doing my own page. And it's really tough to just figure out how to schedule all of those different things out. And I don't know. I, I think that when you're, you're trying to go through that phase, I know some people are like, man, I can barely manage one. And that's, that's true. I, I will say zeroing it in towards one has definitely felt like a weight lifted mm -hmm. and uh and that was something that we had talked about what do you have in regards to advice for other people that maybe are trying to start different revenue streams maybe trying to start different pages uh, are kind of lost in the shuffle some seem to just have it zeroed in and, and know what they want and others are, are figuring it out right so yeah we've definitely touched on this so i think now with social media there's so many different types of platforms and you yeah. can figure out what works best for you so i know for some friends who um they don't necessarily want to be the face of it but they're great at writing and so blogging could be something that could be your uh avenue of really getting your platform out um instagram is such a, a great tool and platform because there's so many different ways to engage with it with people and now with you know TikTok blowing up this past year in COVID, there's, you can be creative. And so again, I feel like there are so many different platforms. And if you're asking kind of how to get started or what, what might be the best tool, I think just getting started on one and seeing if that yeah. works. If it doesn't, there are so many other avenues. People actually um, discredit Facebook sometimes. A lot of audiences um, are strictly on, just on Facebook. And, you know, whether it be maybe an elder audience and you can really get build a lot of clientele on there. So you have to figure out kind of what your niche is and um, what platform you'd be good at and keeping up content with. I personally love Instagram because I think it's simple, straight to the point, and it's um, really easy to connect with people. However, if I had more time, I would definitely try to, you know, sprinkle in time on the other platforms that I, I think that honestly could do really well as well. Yeah, I, I do think it's it's pretty wild right now. Instagram seems to kind of run the world, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's, or at least in my opinion, it's kind of that central platform where, I don't know, you, you link businesses that way. Now I would go to somebody's Instagram page to like view their legitimacy before I would probably would even Google them. Definitely, I right? totally agree. Like it's, it's crazy. And I mean, TikTok is, I think, a totally different game. Facebook, you know, used to have the different pages and mm -hmm. we still do. Uh, one thing that I thought was really unique, and I, I wanted to hear your your uh, your your thoughts on this. So a friend of mine and a group they started this cut draw golf. It's called, and it's really all about these golf giveaways. Uh, you pay just a yearly fee, but then it, it breaks it down day to day, and they do all these different giveaways. Well, they created a Facebook page mm -hmm. that is just like that's where they put the group. I thought it was really interesting because I I hadn't really seen that for a while. Mm -hmm. But everybody that joins cut draw golf, they yeah push them over to this, you know, essentially a group message board that's just a Facebook right. fan page pretty much. Mm -hmm. 
but the head guys interact with them all the time. They bring up different subjects on golf. And then as soon as they are going to release a product like a hat or something, that's not really to make money, but mm-hmm. just to spread the word, it's gone yeah. like that. And they'll produce like a hundred and that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just thought that was really interesting because I've sure. never really come up or you know thought of something like that how do you think that would go over for like a techpreneur situation so so many people tell me or ask me they say do you have a techpreneur facebook page yeah and i tell them i'm like that's on my list of things to do and we can chat yeah. about you know procrastinating when when it comes to being a business owner and you know having <laughs> yeah. all these things you want to yeah, do yeah, that yeah. you just don't start but having a facebook group is something that does so well whether uh you're millennial or whether you're um in, in, in the older audience i still love my facebook groups whether it's um you know, something in my community, my mm-hmm. neighborhood, because it's a niche audience and you listen to that niche audience. So for example, we have one for our neighborhood. And so, you know, my Wi-Fi was out the other day and I was yeah. like, only my house is getting affected. What's going on? I was about to call um, the internet company. And then I was like, you know what? Let me just check the Facebook group and see, let's just see what's happening. And I go on there and it's neighborhood power outage. And so, you know, with that being said, I think these Facebook groups and you're saying that that product sold out within minutes, it makes sense because you have a niche audience and it's so helpful to create that for whatever it may be. Um, Whether, you know, you're, let's say you're a podcaster and you have your following just on there or whether you're a YouTuber and you have a following on there, whether you're a makeup artist and you, you have your following on there and one day you decide you want to come up with a makeup brand, you know, that following that you've been following for years are so inclined to buy your product because you know it's been this kind of community that they've built and to kind of coincide where where techpreneur comes into it that's all i've really wanted to do with my brand was to build a community of people and so having a facebook group actually would really be helpful i just try to keep my uh the community and platform more so on my page um so i can kind of uh also connect with everyone else but it's honestly such a great tool and i think everyone should really consider it based on their niche and field yeah i love what gary v refers to as like not selling all the time either Mm -hmm. sometimes it's just he says a jab jab cross you know and and then a right hook and that's to me what these guys are doing a ton of is essentially just building 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 relevance building communication and conversation and then it's like if there is a sale to be made they throw it out there and it's locked in right Right. but they're not selling on an everyday basis when it comes to that part of it so i i i'm just using that as an example because it's a great outside the box and look i also love seeing all these new pages start Mm -hmm. for the longest time i'm like man if i had started this legit in like 2015 when i graduated college and like really hammered it in right it could be really significant right now any of the pages really definitely uh but i've seen a ton of people even that started a page in october of last year or Mm -hmm. february of this year that have pushed out really strong and it, it just proves that if you have the right concept and you're there for the right reasons like it can grow at any point in time. oh for sure yeah and being consistent really does help you know in the beginning especially yeah. when you're really first taking off um or really trying to build your platform just being consistent of building an audience helps um and then again it's just about then posting content and such and so yeah i mean building a platform of any such sort is the most helpful thing you can do for your business i agree now here's a good question for you all right so for somebody let's say that is starting out or maybe that's that's further along what do you suggest to the person that has been told, you know, something is better than nothing in regards to posting, putting out information, or then on the other side, you'll hear people say, oh, I'm only going to put out like meaningful information. Mm-hmm. I think it depends on who you ask, but what do you suggest to those people that are maybe caught in the middle? Like, do I post something even if I'm not totally jazzed about it? 
or do I hold off? And I think, unfortunately, holding off can lead to procrastination, but I don't know. For sure. So I personally kind of deal with this all the time because, you know, with having a day job and obviously having personal obligations and now with kind of COVID settling down and just personal life events happening, you know, you start to realize that time, honestly, you don't have that much time. But um, I do try to post more meaningful content than just fluff content. And that does work for some influencers and some um, bloggers or content creators or physicians or whatever field you may be in. Um, however, I think once in a while, if you in between do have a, a, a do have time, I think it's always good to kind of sprinkle in something just so your follow, followers and your following know that, um, hey, there's still this page up and, you know, we can connect with you because, you know, I, I like something I actually look at when I reach out to business owners is I see have they posted a story when when's their last post because mm-hmm. what if I'm reaching out to an account that won't reach out to me for a while yeah you know so um, just always constantly trying to post even a story a day um, and this is on Instagram but again there's so many different platforms Tr- just trying to have some content up it doesn't need to be fluff but even something as simple as um, uh, hey how are you guys doing how- or how's your day or let's do a Q&A, whatever it may be. I think it's good to just put some content out. Um, my take so far with just kind of the time I've been in has been more meaningful content. And then if I do get more time, I try to post uh, things in between. But I think you should always try to find a middle ground because you don't want to just post content just yeah. for the heck of it. So. I agree. And it also, I would assume it also depends on what your thing is, right? right. If you're posting fitness content or whatever, I, or are people after it that significantly? Maybe, I mm-hmm. guess it just depends. Um, I think there are some fitness pages that are fantastic. And then I will say what is fun is, and I would highly suggest this, if you have a page where you're trying to create ROI, right? return on your investment for your time, you're getting people to book, you're getting people to buy something, make sure that your links are there and they work yes. because it is really fun. I have seen that for our pages, if we are posting, it doesn't have to be every single day, but if we are posting consistently mm-hmm. enough, if the information is there, right. people are booking with us. And oh, that's definitely. important. That's such a great point. I think people oftentimes forget that they'll post something and then yeah. there won't be a link attached. And what the great thing about these platforms are, you can see insights. And so you can see how many clicks you get. And so there's been times where maybe I don't have a link ready right away or the website's not up or something's going on. And so I don't necessarily post the link right away. And I you could see the engagement being a lot lower. Um, whereas when you post something that maybe is not as interesting and there's a link up, you see that there's all these different clicks, even if the content is not what they were interested in. People are very inclined to click on something and that's why uh, the one click system is super helpful you want to get them to the product or the um, whatever you're trying to sell them or uh, the content that they're trying to read right away and so you want to make it as simple as possible for people no 100 percent. and so just a quick tip for uh, for especially our, our new chiropractors if you guys are doing any kind of you know paid promotion on instagram this is instagram specific it's probably good for the other platforms too but I've just seen this when we very first were trying to push information, we would, you know, post maybe pay to promote it and we'd want people to visit like maybe our page or mm-hmm. maybe the website or whatever. Now, if we're going to pay promote something, I make sure it's a book now and that link goes directly to the book now on our website. So they That's don't great. click to this, to this, to this. Right. That one click will take you straight to the page. You fill out a couple things. That form is submitted and that's how we get it Amazing. quickly. And that's even without any offer. That's just, hey, right. if you're interested, this is how you do it. 
Uh, people obviously don't have to, but it really is fun to see that type of hard work respond in people actually flooding the inbox of oh, stuff. Oh, for sure, for sure. What examples do you have along those lines, or do you have something that can even spice it up from there? Yeah, so something that I've kind of learned along the way is posting organically. And so, of course, if you, let's say, you know, you're doing a product placement for this for this pen. You know, if you are just holding this pen, taking a picture of it and, you know, posing yeah. with the pen, that's not as natural as whether maybe someone's taking a photo of you working on something. So you want to be as organic as possible when it comes to content. That's so important, being organic and also posting links very organically. So I've seen... Um, whether someone's you know i don't know vacuuming at their house and you know they're posting something where they're they're vacuuming and it's such a product placement which again is helpful because it gets the eye like the audience um eyes on that product however if it's more organic that you kind of talk about once in a while on mm -hmm. your stories that i was able to clean up my apartment and matter of five minutes uh because of this vac this dyson that i just bought yeah. um when that content wasn't even sponsored you were just doing it throughout the day so being organic is helpful so it helps if you do have a platform to be talking about the things that you kind of um that are pertaining to your field on a daily basis so it doesn't sound as i guess um artificial guess, wouldn't be the yeah. word but you want to just be again or as organic as, as possible yes exactly yeah. exactly okay. um man i just had a a point as to uh, oh, dang it'll come back to me but essentially yeah for sure it it seems like those type of more organic posts do a lot better and it just it goes over smoother people don't mm -hmm. feel like it's right in your face Definitely. It, I, I know what i was where i was going with this so what are your thoughts on a lot of product reviews and things like that even people spreading the word mm -hmm. they think it's typically tagged with free Right. So, like, if you're doing a review, you got that product for free. Mm -hmm. um, if people are sharing your stuff, a lot of times you did whatever for free. Right. Um, I feel like that devalues a little bit. Talk to me. What do you think about that? So, I think um, when it comes to, let's say, receiving a product, this is obviously a really specific topic, but receiving a product, yeah. if you are interested in the product and if you can say that this is something you genuinely believe in yeah the content will come organically you right. know there are so many products that uh influencers and content creators um endorse that they don't believe in and again it's not just fashion bloggers it's in every type of field physicians mm -hmm. um i can name a name a ton of fields that have this same kind of um situation where companies are reaching out to them or brands are reaching out to them and they're promoting something that they don't believe in and you know what, if I'm a follower and I see that, you know, my favorite blogger, influencer, creator believes in it, I buy it and I realize it's not a great product. Um, that credibility for that influencer yeah. for me, it's not going to be the same. Yep. And so you want to make sure it's a product you believe in that you can um, back up with, you know, how, how you feel about it. So I have seen many people try to test out products for a couple of weeks before they get content up, which yep. I personally think that's the better way to go yeah i agree yeah. do you think that companies expect you to spread the the good word or spread the a high review for something like so uh, two ways right so what does the company expect mm. in your opinion and then also you as the uh promoter i guess if mm. you will how should you respond to that type of of communication, I guess, and, and output. Yeah. So I'm sure if you heard, you've heard of being on a PR list. And so, you know, in that influencer world, it's a really big deal to be on PR list, especially for 
great companies like Lululemon, Nike, etc. You want to be on those PR lists because you want to get boxes with all these cool products. And so they essentially, I think brands do a really great job and it's kind of dependent on each company and each brand, but they do a great job in just sending product that they feel like people would like so that it organically you know, they're not telling them that, hey, you need to post these products, but mm-hmm. if you like it, you know, wear it out and you're going to naturally post it because they're sending out good product. And so I I think it's more so on the brand and making sure that they're sending um, good products and co- good content that people will actually retain to and then they'll end up posting. And so that's where brands come into it. And it's, it's, as much as it's influencers work or the content creators work, it's much the company's work as well to make sure they're putting out good products. And that's why each company and each brand has so many people um, within it, whether it's marketing, whether it's, let's say you have a vitamin company, a juice company, there's so many different people you have to go through, um, getting approved, getting the ingredients approved. It's all a process to make sure the end product is great, you know, so. Cool. Yeah. No, I, I totally get it. I guess there's, at times, there's been a bad taste in my mouth because people will reach out and they're like, hey, and, and we'll continue to hound you for mm-hmm. different information, even after maybe the original information was put out mm-hmm. and more, you know, all these different things. And uh, that's kind of tough to navigate because yeah. it's, uh, you know, you want to be honest and, and work through that. I guess if it doesn't seem right, no, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I, I don't know how else you really handle that situation. If if the deal's kind of been met, you're moving on, you know, what, what do you think? So I've actually seen this happen and I've spoken to a couple of people about this. So I think oftentimes when you're in the beginning stages, all work is good work, right? So you take upon everything, you take every product, you take every company that's reaching out to you and it feels like the biggest deal in the world and you just want to kind of be a part of everything. But as you start to grow your brand, you start to see that, you know, these fluff products or these fluff companies that are trying to reach out and want your, um, you know, want to almost have your following uh, be a part of their campaigns and such, you don't want to work with brands and companies that you really don't believe in. And so oftentimes if you do receive a product and you are already expected to post it, whether it's because you've already signed a contract and such, um, companies are really good about communication. You you can let them know that, hey, I, I want to kind of sit on this product for a little while and really see if that's something I'm enjoying. Or maybe I don't really necessarily like it and can I speak about it, but, you know, my mom or sister or uncle thinks this product's great. And so I've seen many influencers I follow say this product didn't work for me, whether it's due to sizing, whether it's due to the color of it, and but it worked great for you know my neighbor. Oh, and so cool. it's yeah. good to be honest, I think, with mm-hmm. your followers. And um, I've seen it happen with fashion bloggers of maybe being size inclusive. You know, you can buy a shirt and it can be potentially the best shirt in the world, but just because it doesn't fit you, you're gonna end up saying, I don't like this shirt, I don't like, Um, This company, they have bad sizing, but it's essentially because of the size of the shirt. And so you want to just be honest with your audience and let them know that, hey, this didn't work for me, but, you know, someone else tried it and it worked great. And if you're honest with the company and the brand, they'll they'll respect that. I love it. I think that's a great answer. Well, so now we've, you know, we've gotten into some of the social media. Talk to me about your new job. We've got this new role that I know you're excited about and you just got started. Headquarters are here. So so what do you got for us? Yeah, well, thank you so much. It's literally my second week. I um, got the offer about a week and a half ago. Or yeah, no, sorry. I got it about two weeks ago. And they asked me when I could start. And I told them I'll start next week. And so I'm super excited. It's in a field that I'm really interested in. So kind of in the past two years, I've realized marketing and branding is something that I like and I feel like I'm good at and I think you know trying to really like nudge a sword um, in a field that you felt like your entire life you wanted to do and really keep trying and realizing that's not for you is 
not the best way to go about life. Attack what you're good at and um, try to excel at it. And so for me, I was kind of in the pre-law route before. And I, I think law is so interesting. But as soon as I realized I like corporate and business and marketing, um, I dove for that more. And I started looking at opportunities in that in those fields. And you know, reward style um, was offered to me. And so reward style is headquartered in Dallas, which um, is incredible because it's, you know, a couple hours away from Houston and yeah. that's where I live. And essentially reward style is, um, you could say it's kind of, uh, an influencer app where, you know, your outfit, you know, you post it and I like exactly what you're wearing. So I'm able to just click on your outfit, your shirt. I'm like, Hey Matt, that shirt is great, but you know, you're not messaging me back for whatever reason, but you've already linked it on your bio or whatever it may be through like to know it. And I see the shirt you're wearing, click onto it, and it goes straight to the link you bought it at. And so it's nice because for you, you get commission as well as the company gets commission. And so Reward Style was one of the first companies that created this concept about 10 years ago. And as you can see with the world of inf influencers, um, yeah. it's really taken off and it's they've built this empire and um, like generated billions of dollars in sales. And so it's interesting because I could have gotten any marketing job in any other field, whether it's, I don't know, Uber or Facebook and, you know, and I would be talking about that niche field every day. Um, but obviously this is more in fashion. And so, you know, us girls, we love that. And so it's really interesting. I get to work with cool brands like Nordstrom and um, Walmart and La Mer and um, just, you know, speak on branding and marketing all day. But it's definitely not easy um you know there's so much that goes into it and it's only my second week and they're they're throwing me into it which i prefer because i can kind of learn the work right away so it's virtual right now so i get to work from home which is nice but eventually they'll be back in office so i'll be in dallas more often hopefully i love it that's awesome congratulations yeah, thank too. That's you exciting. thank you so much as a new employee what do you think a great way to go about you know your first few days first few weeks within you know, within the new organization, do you jump right in, try to, you know, figure it out? Do you ask a lot of questions for help? You know, how would you suggest that to others? Yeah. So personal connections is one of the best things you can do. I think I work better when the people around me, whether even if you're at a desk job at a, uh, with at an office environment, corporate job, whether whatever, whatever it may be, it's great to make kind of personal connections around you because you'll realize that those people that you get kind of closer to, whether it's professionally or personally, you can ask them those silly questions and it's, you know, there's no harm. And so for me, as soon as I started, I connected with most of my coworkers right away and they're all super welcoming and so that really helped kind of ease uh my work kind of day to day and and yeah asking questions I think don't be afraid to ask questions I think there's a learning curve to every job and of course you're getting thrown into a new field something you're not really familiar with and so there's a lot of things I didn't know and so I I would ask questions all day I still am since it's my second week but yeah just asking questions and really making sure to be proactive and I think in the beginning personally Obviously, I'm going to continue to hopefully do this, but I, I really tr I'm trying to be proactive and really try to, um, you know, prove to my supervisors and to myself that, you know, I'm I'm here for a reason. And um, this is why you hired me. And I, I want to show you that I'm capable of even more. So I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Proving your worth is a big deal. I mean, when when companies pay to have you on board, they see something and it's, it's fun to be wanted, too, mm -hmm. isn't it? Like when for you sure. when you start something new and. You're excited. They're excited to have you. It's, it's a good feeling. Yeah. Well, so now we're entering, you know, a world not quite post-COVID yet, uh, but everything's opening back up. People are going back into the office. seems like travel is back or at mm -hmm. least on the verge. You know, where do you see everything going in regards to, 
you know, business, are people still going to be working from home? Are we going to be in more corporate environment? Are people yeah. going to be traveling? Like what, what does, what does world look like now? Yeah. So that's so interesting because I think a lot of companies have realized that they can function and function very well remotely. And, you know, companies spend millions of dollars uh, for office spaces and they're realizing that they might not need that. And now yeah. they might just need a small office space in a building with maybe 30 other offices as well. And so I've seen a lot of large companies downsize in this past year, which I think is so smart because if you are able to work remotely and do the work just as efficiently, you can have a hybrid situation yeah. where um, coworkers can come, you know, some days a week. And so I think with travel opening up and again, personal life and just again, day-to-day -day things, just being more active. Now it's the time to really balance everything because if we thought we had all the time before, it's not like that anymore. There's so much going on day to day. And so really trying to balance um, your work, your personal life, um, because it's essentially all really uh, beneficial for your mental health. You know, you really want to take time for yourself, whether it be for yourself or whether it be for your family or, um, you know, anyone in your in your uh, in your circle. It's really important to just take care of yourself when you have a business or in any profession you're in because again the world is getting so busy and and now it's not stopping so it's true yeah well so where does social media go you know it was very very big during 2020 when everybody was sitting at home and to me it doesn't look like it stopped or slowed mm -hmm. down much at all how do you see that moving forward i actually see it growing and so i actually had this conversation with a couple of friends the other day and they were saying they they think it's going to actually have a decline because everyone had all this time and mm -hmm. now you know life is opened back up and everything and of course I agree with that you know you're gonna spend less time on your phone sure. with just things opening back up and everything but I think now people have realized the importance of it so whether it's for a business having social media is important whether it's the people that you weren't able to connect with in COVID before you realize that social media helped in that aspect as well you realize the importance of it there's so many um, people I've encountered kind of uh, above the age of 50 who never used social media before and now they're presented of this world of um, Facebook articles and YouTube and all these different videos that they're able to share with their family members on WhatsApp or whatever it may yeah. be. So I think now if anything it's it's booming and people are realizing the importance of it and I think it's great because it's the best way to connect with people and um, help connect your own field to a, a, an essential following you have. So no, I, I totally agree. I don't, I don't see it going anywhere. And I, I think it honestly, life doesn't seem to have changed online. Right. You yeah. know, 2019, 20, maybe more people were on it, but I don't think it necessarily changed. Like it, the information I don't think was necessarily better. It was mm -hmm. just different. Right. You know, people tried to get a little bit more creative maybe and, and come about it different ways. But I, I'm excited because I think everything's yeah. just going to continue to to grow and, and blossom from there. What what new apps do you like? So I actually spoke to you about this, um, yeah. I think, a month or two ago. But there was this new app kind of opened up a couple months back, and it's called Clubhouse. Mm -hmm. So I haven't used it in a minute just because I got a little busy. But um, Clubhouse is really cool. It's an app essentially where you're – live podcasting with people so you essentially pick topics that you're interested in so there's medicine health wellness fitness um real estate bitcoin <laughs> everything yeah, that you yeah, can think yeah. of and you choose these topics and you're essentially um, able to just enter into a pod of multiple people just speaking on the topic and it's live so there's no um no editing and the way you can speak is by raising your hand and what the great thing about clubhouse is the only way you can be a part of it is by getting an invite so meaning you, a friend of yours would have to yeah. nominate you. So that kind of filters out robots mm -hmm. and spams and people who obviously want to just, you know, um, 
saying nasty comments on the internet. And so it's such a great way to connect with people. I've seen it uh, really help build people's businesses. And so that app was something really fun for me for a little while. Um, but besides that, I think for me personally, I, I, I really enjoy writing. And so I've realized now the importance of really creating content that yes, I could have a great picture up, but I think it's really important to also back it up with some uh, great words as well. And so whether that be my Instagram page or uh, whether it be any other platform, I've really tried to kind of dive more into um, articulating my words to make sure that my points get get gotten across if maybe that picture isn't getting get gotten across. Uh, uh, like across someone and yeah. so um yeah I think there's so many different platforms and every day it's something new but Instagram for me really has I think uh been th- my sole uh purpose this last year I would say well how does Clubhouse like how does that grow your business though I, I understand like jumping mm-hmm. into these different platforms is it are you sharing your handles to other things like how how does that because I get the jumping into conversation and yeah. things that, that tie to your business, but how does it help you grow your individual business? So it could. So I mean, for some people, it's really just leisure and you get to meet people like on the internet that have similar fields as you. But yeah. I've seen it work where like, let's say there um, is someone who's kind of interested in whether it be science. And so they're hosting a podcast on Clubhouse, um, a live podcast where they're talking about the vaccine. And so there could be a ton of, you know, people and whether it's pre-med um in in different fields of healthcare, they're joining in and so one thing about clubhouse there's no messaging so there's no dms there's no none of that and so it actually does help filter that out a lot and so the only way to really further connect with someone is clicking on their profile and you can have one link pretty much up uh, and okay. you click onto the link um and so most people have their instagram attached and so Got you just it. click onto their instagram follow them and from there you're kind of connected and you've already gotten to kind of speak to someone via clubhouse and so there's different ways you can grow it because i've seen people you know have um, a specific niche field or topic that they're talking about and then so many different people connect on that specific platform and um like it's it's such a great way to kind of have that niche audience that can potentially build your following that's really cool okay i got it and that makes sense i just i multiple people have invited me and i've never really jumped on i just i didn't really know what it was about so Mm -hmm. i kind of just didn't need one more thing, but it sounds exactly. like something that would be fun to, to jump in some oh, conversations and for sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll have to check that out then. Yeah. So, uh, do you have any travel plans coming up? Anything fun? <sighs> right now I do want to travel a little bit more, but again, life's getting so crazy. Um, my sister's getting married in a couple of weeks and so we've kind of been a little busy with that. Um, I'm, I'm from Pakistan. And so for us, uh, we have multiple days of events. And so it's not just one day, it's like a ton of days of events, which is super fun. And so we've been having dance practices and such. And so just kind of busy with that this month. Um, but after that, hopefully we'll hit up California, get some good weather, escape the Texas heat for a little bit. So I'm excited to, to hopefully go back to LA. Awesome. Well, and just last couple questions here. So how do you feel like you stay motivated even at times where, you know, hey, I, I've hit burnout. Um, it feels repetitive. You know, mm-hmm. how, how do you keep the drive alive in those situations? Yeah, no, that's a great question because that can really easily just happen um, yeah. day to day. And so surrounding myself with people who really believe in what I'm doing helps a lot. You know, sometimes like, again, I, I don't post on Textpreneur every day, but I'm always working on clients, clients on the back end. And so 
um, those people, you know, reach out to me and they'll say the sweetest messages of, hey, like our call really helped. And, you know, I, I took your advice and it's, yeah. um, it's really helped grow my brand. Or I, I, I printed out that poster you told me to print out for in front of my office space and I've gotten a few more customers walk in. So that really motivates me. And um, those are people I really don't even know personally, but even personal uh, friends and family in your life making sure that they um, really believe in what you're doing. I think some people now in life has have such crazy but amazing aspirations. And if you could just find that one person in your life who motivates you and supports you, whether it's, you know, your spouse, your significant other, your mom, dad, sibling, um, someone you met on the internet that you don't know, um, and they tell you that you're doing a good job, no one needs validation in life, but it really does yeah. help to to keep it going. And so that's kind of my uh, motivation day to day with Techpreneur or anything I'm really doing. That's awesome. I agree. And yeah. it makes you feel like you want to help more people, right? Yeah, and just continue sure. to put that energy out there. So last couple things here. How important do you feel like then going off of the motivation topic then, to, you know, or furthering it? How important is it to do what you love or what you like to do? I understand fully that sometimes you have to do things you don't like in order mm-hmm. to get to a point where you can do the things you do. Right. Um, but it changes the game a little bit when it's something that you truly enjoy. For sure. So, you know, I have a lot of friends who are in corporate America. And so they always tell me, they're like, we're going to work corporate for a couple years, you know, uh, you know, have some savings and then we're going to create a business and I completely understand that because sometimes you need like some revenue or some uh you know you need you you want to put your savings into potentially building a business sure however there's so many different ways to just start um that passion that you've always been interested in so whether you've wanted to be a musician you know if you choose to decide that you want to be a musician at age 28 prior to that you know once in a while if you get like leisure time like practice on the guitar um, have your friends and family listen to you record videos of you that you could post later on for content there's so many things you can do to keep it going and so um yeah I think there's like personally I think if there's something you're interested in even if it's nothing related to do with work even if it's just going to work out or do something for yourself always take time for that it'll make you feel so much better and it'll motivate you throughout the day to do other things as well. So, yeah. And then what advice do you have for a new business owner, new professional, maybe chiropractic student that's coming out into the real world, has social media, all these different things to you know attack? How, how do you keep it in line? What, what's some good advice for these people? Yeah, that's a great question. I actually get this pretty often. And so what I will tell people is find people in your field and ask questions and really connect with them. And um, someone is always willing to help. And if, and if you're not able to meet them again in person, you can ask questions and really kind of learn the way that they were able to do something. And so you can draw inspiration from everyone. You know, it's uh, not a copycat game. It's more so inspiration. I get inspiration every day when, like even when I'm just driving and or listening to a song or something. So I think Asking questions and building connections with people um, is so important. I think that's why having a community of people, whether it's on my platform or you building your platform, whether it's through your podcast or building um, connections with people at the office, it's the best thing you can do. So building those quality relationships will go a long way. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, hey, this has been fantastic. I appreciate your time. How do we find you? 
So you can find me on Instagram. So um, I have my personal account, which is Maham Godri. Maham spelled the same way backwards. It's a palindrome. It's a fun oh, fact. Yeah, true. <laughs> like race car and mom and Bob. Uh-huh. But yeah, my name is too. But um, my personal Instagram, as well as my business account, which is Textpreneur, which is my public account. And so you can find me on there. DM me. I answer DMs right away. Um, or you can email me if that's uh, your choice of uh, communicating. But yeah, my Instagram is probably the best way. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. Well, and we're going to be sharing some of this information here in the next little bit also. So super excited to get it out there. I know mm-hmm. people enjoy hearing from me. So thank you for your time. And thank you so much for having me. You're honestly, it's it's it was so amazing kind of connecting with you over the internet, but you're even more great in person. I, so I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed the newest episode of the First Five Podcast. Look us up on Instagram. We do have a Facebook page and obviously Apple iTunes. And I believe we should be on Spotify as well. So if you liked what you heard, please drop us a review. Share it with your friends. We appreciate you guys and we'll catch you next time.